Welcome to You Did What? The podcast which analyzes all things marketing. Your hosts, Shuri Lambert and Jim Thompson, debate current brands, strategies, and actions. Hi, Sherry. How are you doing on this Thanksgiving week? Oh, I am getting ready to put the stretchy pants on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I've been upping my steps per day. I um, have to. <laughs> so, and of course, it, now it's cooler out. So, um, you know, you have to have to have more clothes on, which I guess once you get going helps to burn off calories too. Um, and but I still am seeing them even when it's 40 degrees out, I'm still seeing those people with sweatshirts, jacket and shorts on. So walking around. Incredible. Get it. So Thanksgiving, um, um, are you going to be cooking or are you going somewhere where someone else is cooking? I am cooking and we have um, family descending into the home. And I try to always select items that are nostalgic to them. So I'm not unlike many uh, brands that do nostalgic marketing. I ask them what is a childhood favorite of theirs. So we get um, my oldest son um, loves that green bean casserole you know, with the Campbell's soup that Campbell's yeah. helped sell and push. The with the dirt- soup, yeah. Yes, the cream of mushroom soup. And you've got the French um, string beans and turkey, I believe, fried onions to top <laughs> on it for crunchy. So that's just one example. So I um, really am excited about it. Although my house is not quite ready. I haven't done anything uh, last year. In fact, I was behind the eight ball as well. And when my daughter came home from New York, she said, is everything okay? Are you depressed? And I was like, why would you say that? She goes, nothing's decorated. So that is the case again this year. So I'm going to get to it um, as soon as we're done chatting. But can I bring up something around Thanksgiving? You know, I love this whole marketing and and branding and and when people lean into a holiday pringles has done that again this year so you know i'm flipping the switch on you here jim because you're used to like throwing the topic so i'm throwing a topic at you so pringles again this year is selling a canister you know they come in canisters a canister of chips that tastes like turkey stuffing and pumpkin pie. So this limited edition chip, they won't be available in stores. So they won't be available brick and mortar. And it's a three pack stackable. So it's a three pack within the the normal canister size, but there's three individuals in there. It goes on sale the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. And they cost $15. $15. Wow. So, so what do you I, think about that? I think, uh, well, um, I de- are there tryptophans in there? Um, <laughs> you fall asleep after eating them. <laughs> exactly. Right? So it's a big idea, but you, where do you get them? You get them online. You go to the Pringles website. You go online. Now, here's the thing. Last year, they did this as well. 
And it's very ex- exciting. And Pringle fans really take to it. Last year, their flavors in- included mashed potatoes, the green green bean casserole, and cranberry sauce flavored chips. So that was their three canisters last year. Sell out immediately. Like they do it always on Tuesday night before Thanksgiving at 11.59. So it's a midnight drop, right? They sold out immediately. and then. These fans, this is what I'm talking about, a cult brand, right? These fans start reselling them on eBay and other (laughs) sites for like $600. And people are buying them, potato chips that are flavored. I I just can't even. So I'm going to try tonight. I'm going to try tonight. I hope you you get one before... um... Before I, um, ticket, before Live Nation and Ticketmaster get them all up and start charging extra for them, right? So I think it's really exciting. I think Pringles did a really great job of um, saying, "Wait, we have a holiday. Let's le- let's lean into it." But I great. think that's pretty cool. All right. So I, I'm. I'm what thinking- are you doing this Thanksgiving? So well, first of all, I'm going to interrupt your question with a follow up. <laughs> Uh, so we have so we have Pringles Thanksgiving dinner in a can for November, and then you have the Hess truck for December. Right, you know, I still, that is so true. That yeah. is, and then you know, people are really that Hess truck. I I can't believe that people really love that, and they're trying to get it, and they buy it. That's nostalgia again. Absolutely. So I guess it's probably time for us to mention. That in January, the gift of the month will be the Sherry and Jim bobblehead dolls. Right. Well, I mean, limited a limited drop. So, I mean, people might be lining up on campus for them. All campuses. All campuses. Exactly. <laughs> I like that. So um, I'm glad you introduced Thanksgiving dinner, uh, you know, the one that you're cooking and the one that you'll be purchasing as a backup just in case. I think it's great. Can you imagine if I like just put that out on a silver right. platter and I'm like, this is the green bean casserole. This is your cranberry sauce. Yeah, I like it. That's great. And here's your Ozempic. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so there was um, a number of articles, but one long one this week talking about um, ocean spray and cranberries. Um, and, you know, that ocean spray represents yeah. the vast majority of cranberries sold in the U.S. Um, but it's it's not your typical corporation. It's a co-op. So it's owned by the cranberry farmers. Um, and they're the shareholders as well as the um, part of the supply chain. Uh, it, it was just a really interesting article talking about um, uh, the whole kind of the history and, and the development of the business. I found it to be really interesting. At one point, there was a um, some kind of blight. Uh, that's the wrong word, but with cranberries. And so in 1950, oh, there was some something where there was a uh, something found inside uh, cranberry products. So they, 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 they were taken off the market in 1959. Uh, uh-huh. So that was a bad year. Um, but then um, they decided, hey, we can't have that happen again. So they uh, started introducing uh, beverages based on cranberries, and that built a whole new business on top of the base business. So 
Um, anyway, it's really. And when you say drink, like drinks, like mixed drinks and different things like that, are you talking about different cranberry flavors? Cranberry, like like they ocean do? spray cranberry juice, ocean spray mm-hmm. cranberry. Cran uh, raisin or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah. It's funny yeah. you mentioned cran raisin because one of their other new product ideas many years later was craisins. Mm. So dried cranberries um, sold as craisins. Anyway, it was a very interesting article. And now they're, now they're, they were talking about we need the next big idea that involves cranberries. So your trivia question is, what state is the largest producer of cranberries in the U.S.? Massachusetts. Which would have been my answer since that's where Ocean Spray is based. And Well, and I think about Nantucket, the, all the cranberry bogs that yeah. are there. That's not it? I was it's wrong? Not, it's not it. Um, and oh. the, the answer is Wisconsin. Seriously? All roads lead to Wisconsin. I think we have to check those facts. <laughs> so you, cranberry and cheese. What, what could be better? What could be better? So just finishing up on Thanksgiving, we talked about this before, but the dinner is cheaper. Turkeys are a good bit less expensive this year than last year. Um, cranberry is less expensive this year than last year. Interesting. Um, or maybe uh, uh, russet potatoes is a little more expensive. So um, in, all in all, the dinner is cheaper and the gas is much, much cheaper. So for people traveling, um, that's um, that's a benefit versus where it was last year at this time. Yes, I remember last year there was um, uh, statistics reported and last year being 2022, that it was cheaper for a family of four to go out to to Thanksgiving dinner than to buy it, to go secure it and bring it in and drive to the grocery store and make it and all that. So I think that's interesting that um, I don't know. But I think everything's a little cheaper in that food area, which is good. And turkeys, they were they were hard to come by. Yeah, last year and all this year, like you can hardly find turkey in the deli counter, apparently. So this is really good. It's amazing. So it's a good year for for uh, dinner. So and then some people watch football on Thanksgiving. Um, You know, there's you've got some uh, movies that have come out. I love the difference in how um, things get presented um, in articles. So the Marvel movie came out. Um, a week and a half ago, and it did 47 million. And the descriptions were that it was a disaster. Exactly. I read that. <laughs> and it's the worst performing ever. This is the end of the genre. Then Hunger Games movie came out uh, this past weekend mm-hmm. and it did less. It did 44 million. Mm-hmm. Close. Nobody talked about it. And it said it's a de- it's not top notch, but it's a decent opening. Yeah, and I just the the difference in perspective between for two franchises that target pretty much a similar group, um, and that um, one is described as a complete disaster and one was decent. I just I'd love to get the authors to find out how they decided that one was one and one was the other. But um, I'm not in the media, so that's okay. Because um, I'd prefer not to be. Um, similarly, um, Target which is uses creative um, writing to do their uh, their quarterly earnings announcements um, last in Q2. They said that, well, we we are, we have profit problems, but it's because of all the theft. 
Um, well, apparently they solved all the theft in three months. There's no more theft at Target stores. Um, and so their profits were up, but their sales were not uh, what was they were uh, promising. And so they said, well, consumers are waiting to buy. That's what happened. Our sales were down because consumers were waiting. Really? Um, I just, well, I, I just, I, I wish Target would just say, here's what's really going on. Yeah, because that doesn't seem to make sense with all the reports we see. Consumers with the holiday shopping, they started earlier because they're trying to spread out their spending. So it doesn't seem so painful. Yeah. So a competitor of Target, at least in certain areas, the TJX, which has Marshalls mm. and TJ Maxx said, we had a great quarter. Consumers were spending early. Um, so <laughs> um, now and then Walmart had a um, um, a reasonable quarter, but they predicted that there'd be that people wouldn't be spending as much um, in the yeah. holiday season. But the National Retail Foundation said this will be a record year for sales. So you can't. Well, it's interesting because Deloitte has put out a report that consumers say they're not going to spend as much. They're going to spend the same, if not just a tad bit. You know, you hear th this was interesting. They're going to spend the same or a little bit more or a little bit less. So it kind of really averages out to the same, yeah. but that they're spending earlier. That doesn't mean it's going to be a bang up year. It just means that they're spreading out their spending. Yeah. So I think that's interesting. I think it means that they nobody really knows. Exactly. Let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those are the high is, is inflation uh, affecting you? Oh yes. Um, are you gonna buy any gifts for your your family? Well, yes. Um, yeah. and then put it so uh, before I forget, we talked about movies briefly, but the big news that was announced is that Frozen Three is on the way and Frozen Four is in the works. Love so, that. Uh, I'm sure there'll be big um, where when you're in Japan next semester, uh, Frozen 3 comes out. I'm sure it'll be big there. Um, and you can go to the movie theater and watch it there. I'm and, excited. I'm still planning on you coming out to go to see Taylor Swift with me. Um, yeah, road trip. <laughs> road trip for sure. <laughs> so, and of course, last night, the... Um, in the Kelsey battle, the uh, the Eagles beat uh, the Chiefs and uh, and Taylor's boyfriend uh, in a very exciting game. Um, so, you know, uh, speaking of movies in foreign countries, well, I used to go to France a lot, of course, as you know, when I was with Ipsos, the headquarters uh, for Ipsos was in Paris. And so I went with some frequency. And if I was there for a weekend and I needed something to do, I might go to a movie. But it was it was odd watching a movie in um in english but with french subtitles mm -hmm. so it was it was just it was a different way to to see a movie or sometimes i'd see a french movie and try to figure out what was being said so you'll have to do the same i know i think that's really fun and i think it kind of takes you out of the element you know what you're used to doing and seeing i think yep. that's really good so um i wanted to come to cruise the self-driving cars oh. that are um, the division of um, General Motors. Yes. Because this whole self-driving thing is uh, um, typical of new technology where the pronouncements are, it's going to take over and by 2030, every vehicle will be self-driving. And 
it just makes no sense. For one, um, it it challenges consumer behavior. Um, it's is it really ready? Um, anyway, Cruz has had some issues in San Francisco and in California, so they're actually um, going back to the drawing board. Um, and it's just it's just a reminder of when new technology comes out, the pronouncements are all, are way uh, ahead of what of the reality and, and acceptance. Yeah. And th- and there's also limitations, right? Like I know Cruz has a new competitor out there right now. And and that competitor is saying that they're not going to um, that the vehicle won't go over 40 miles p- per hour and so forth. But here's the thing. It. It's limited, right? And they have these great, grandiose projections, but it is limited and it is what it is, a target niche strategy, right? It's focused on a very, very small few. Cruz, um, I don't know if you remember the ad that they came out with in 20, I think 2019 even. It was really early, 2020 maybe even, um, where they were talking about the hands-free and their this vehicle and so forth. And they had a couple driving the car, taking their hands off the wheel because they were um, using sign language. Right. And, and here's why you need this vehicle. And so they were talking all in sign. And, and I was like, but that is a very targeted approach. And, you know, so if we start drilling down the general population and the targeted approach, and it kind of makes a lot of sense. Um, But I just think it's beyond. Yeah, for me, it's another example of where a hybrid approach uh, is probably more effective. So like with EVs, um, all this stuff about all the cars are going to be electric by a certain date. um, But that that ignores if there's a cost difference. But secondly, it ignores the fact that in the U.S., people drive really long distances. It's different than if you're in an urban environment um, or even a small country in Europe. And so um, as recently as like last spring, there's all these silly articles about how Toyota had missed the boat and they were busy doing hybrids and they should have been in EVs and they've really, what happened to Toyota? Now, literally, I know we talked about this already, but literally in the last month, the articles are Toyota knew what they were doing. People don't want EVs. They want, they'll go for hybrids. Well, cruise or self-driving cars is kind of the same thing. If you had a hybrid where you're driving it in the city where it's there's all these other things coming in, pedestrians, vehicles, bikes, but if you're on the highway, on a you know, and it's it's a highway, having self-driving that will stay in the lane is a great idea. Yeah. It's yeah. got its focused area. Yeah. And um, you know, going back to the whole EV thing too, I mean, it's the same sort of thing. That's the flip side of going long distance, like cruise is great for long distance, not changing lanes, not windy roads, right. you know, open, you, there, there's all these requirements. You need to have, you know, at least two lanes, you know, the whole thing, you know, no barrier in the middle. To, you can't like a big barrier in the middle or, or you need a big barrier in the middle. And with EV, it's the same thing. It's, but it's the flip. It's better in small distances because we still, let's talk about all those states in the middle. Right. All those states like even Colorado, a, a great earthy, you know, area and 
very outdoorsy, but there's all this charging stations, a desert, like, like there's, you know, all sorts of desert stuff, you know, food deserts and so forth. We've got charging station deserts. Um, we have them, you know, way up in Maine and, and Vermont, we have them in the middle of the, and so it's really hard. So, you know, I was in the, I was shopping for a car last year and uh, my three adult children were like, get an EV, get an EV. And I was like, absolutely not. I don't want that panic where I see, you know, my electricity or power going down and heck, I, I have trouble keeping my iPhone charged. <laughs> How am I going to keep my car charged? So I was like, it's not going to happen, guys. Not right now. Not in this day. Oh, <laughs> you know, that's maybe that's my next car, but not right now. But it's hard. And that's, right. that's a concern. But there is a niche for it. It's just not it's not mainstream. All right. Um sports you know we met alluded to football a few minutes ago um well the big news internationally at least for countries who play cricket is that australia upset india to win the world uh cricket crazy so um uh and i i defy anyone in the u.s to be able to explain the rules of cricket to someone well isn't that the sport that can go on forever yeah, you know, it's, uh, yes, they would have it where it'd be five days. Yeah, that's what I up, thought. I mean, I know that's a, not forever, but okay. Right, but they, then they came up with a one-day version. Um, oh. And um, and that, which is great. Now, this, you know, the, the championship uh, is, a, is regular cricket, if you will. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's, um, it is something where you could probably, you could probably grade all of the exams and papers for your, you know, for the whole semester doing a cricket match if it lasts for a mm -hmm. week. My God, it's crazy. And do you have, you get, do you buy one ticket and it gets you all the days of the event or do you have to come back and buy a separate ticket each day? Well, I really hope it covers it all. I don't know. That's a very good point. I That's didn't good, think or do about you just that. Sleep, do you just sleep there? I mean, I don't think. No, that's horrible. But it yes, puts, you're right. It, it puts baseball trying to get games from three yes. and a half hours down to two and a half hours in perspective. So, yes. all right. Well, this has been a um, a, a fun pre-Thanksgiving episode. Uh, yes. Have a great, have a great weekend. Enjoy that Pringles Thanksgiving dinner in a can. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> only ideas come from like battle creek michigan i think that's where they're from so <laughs> of course um as you as well happy thanksgiving thanks thank you for listening to today's episode the you did what podcast is a production of the Temple University American Marketing Association student chapter. Our editors are TUAMA students Joseph Del Grippo, Abhijit Chaudhary, and Mackenzie Jones, and our technical advisor is Jennifer Zalia.